He gave his son. He fathered him as the firstborn of many brothers in the womb of Mary. It was a physical thing, but also obviously a massive spiritual thing. But listen to this. If you believe in the word of God, the word is Jesus. What happens? That seed <laughs> is planted in you. And, and, and we become incorruptible as well. Hello and welcome to the Love Key Church message of the week. Love Key Church is a local expression of a part of the body of Christ with a focus on creating a place, opportunity and atmosphere through worship music and the word where people can encounter God, align with His purposes, reign in life and help others to do the same. My name is Heinz Winkler and together with my wife Valetta and our four children, we recently launched Love Key Church right here in Somerset West. Enjoy the message. Please remember to like, follow and subscribe and to share this with other people if you find that it is uplifting, encouraging and inspiring to you. Thank you so much. God bless you as you listen to this word. All right, guys. So those of you who have been with us for the last couple of weeks, you will know that we are busy with a series called Foundations, which is actually part of a bigger series under Aligning with God. And I just felt God wants us to lay our foundations strongly in what we believe. And when we say certain words that we so easily say in our faith, but we really know what we mean. And that we have examined ourselves and made sure that I know and I've been obedient to what the Word of God says about this. Amen. The first foundation we spoke about was repentance. And... You may know that I didn't get through all of it and I had to have it to be continued. <laughs> and then we got into salvation and, and now we're still busy with salvation. But I just want to quickly frame it again for those who are here for the first time and just tell you the foundations we are working through. So foundation number one, as I said, is repentance. We start at salvation. We're going to continue on salvation today. Then we are going to speak about faith. What is faith? Then we're going to get into lordship and obedience the baptism of water, baptism of the Holy Spirit, spiritual family or local church, and discipleship. Why do we want to do this? First and foremost, because it's important to understand them if we are in a relationship with God. And the, the second, well, linked reason for it is that we know, I believe from my own experience and from the Word of God, that if we have these foundations laid and they are laid well, it has a direct impact on our identity who we are and how we operate. Um, if you may remember a message from a couple of weeks ago, identifying your identity. I, I, I explained to us from the Word of God that you, God made you who you are supposed to be. You, you don't need to become who He made you. But you actually sometimes need to discover who He made you to be. Because some of us, because of the stuff life has thrown at us and stuff that has happened, we are living a lie. We think that we should live a certain way because we have a wound or an issue and the enemy has come in and lied about it to us. So we are living from a false identity, not because God created it, but because lies came in. So it's about making sure we know what that means because your identity is also the basis from which you um, are in the way you are in your marriage, the way you are as a parent, the way you go to work, the way you serve your community. 
those are all impacted by these things. So that's what we are looking at. So we want to get to identity, marriage, parenting, community, and purpose. So hopefully that helps us all to get on the same page, even though you may have missed the last few weeks. All right. So once again, I want to lay these things, and I know some of you might go, seriously, you want to say this again? <laughs> but I, I, if we get it, if we really truly get it, then our marriages, our families, our, our, our neighborhood and our country should look better, should look different. And I think if we just can take a moment and make sure that we have these things, that we know these things, that we don't think about it, we have it cognitively, yes, I get it, but that it sinks deep down into our spirits. That's the reason why you may find that I repeat some things. All right. Firstly, we need to always remember that we live in a fallen world where man is separated from God due to disobedience and sin. Because God loves us so much, He provided a way to reconcile us with Him. And that way is also called the truth and the life. His name is Jesus, or Yeshua, the Christ, the Messiah. This is important. We all stand before a choice in this life. Whether we accept Jesus as the Son of God and believe that He died on a cross for our sins, that choice has a direct impact on where and how we will spend eternity. There is an eternity. We're either going to go to heaven, which is us being in the presence of God and His glory forever, or we're going to be in hell, the, the state of being away from God's presence forever and ever. I saw someone post a photo recently where they were standing on a beach and they, their hand had a few, a bit of sand stuck to it. And they held their hand up like this with the sand stuck there. And then there was an arrow pointing to their hand saying, life on earth. And then the, another arrow pointing at the beach, eternity. <laughs> it's hard to explain eternity, but that kind of helps. The, the other thing we need to always remember in framing this whole thing is that there is an enemy that is out to get us. And he knows God's order. He knows that God placed man first, woman, marriage, family, community. So his aim, his whole focus is to take out the men. If he can keep men away from God, or if he can make sure that if they are in love with God, they fall out of love with God, or they fall so hard in sin that they never want to get back up, he will do it. That is his main target. And he knows that if I hurt the man I can create a wound in the woman and the children and then I can lie to them and I can take them off track as well. We need to know that this is his strategy and we need to know that there's a way to, to, to be vigilant and to stay clear of this as children of God. We, we need to make sure that this doesn't keep happening on our watch. And that's why this church and this ministry stands very strongly for men to be solid in their relationship with God. So that marriages can be strong in God and families can be healthy in Jesus. Amen. So I want you to say something after me this morning. If you are married, those who are married, I want you to say after me, I call my marriage blessed. Okay, now we're going to try it again and you're going to sound excited about it. All right. One, two, three. I call my marriage blessed, healed, full of joy. Strong and thriving. In Jesus' name. If you are in a family. No, no, no. That's the next sentence. 
Gotcha. If you are in a family, I want you to say after me. This should be everybody because everyone should come from a family. I call my family blessed. Healed. Strong. Full of joy. And thriving in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, we took a deep dive into repentance two weeks ago, and then we started the Foundation of Salvation, like I said. I would love to invite you to go and listen to those messages called U-Turn and called SOS, just to get on the same page as everybody else. But in a short summary, I just want to get us back on that page. We've seen, yes, will you do? Okay, I forgot about that, I'm sorry. Do you want to do it now? Do you want to summarize it? All right, he wants to summarize repentance and salvation for you. This is my, this is, this is my, do you get him on camera? This is my oldest boy, Leon. Uh, he's turning 11 shortly, and um, he is always sitting in front listening intently. And um, I asked him, can he now summarize the meaning of repentance and salvation? And uh, so we had a bit of a practice uh, about it in this week. So let's see how it goes. Are you ready? Okay. Um, repentance is truly being sorry about your sins and not being um, willing, not not being sorry, but just not wanting to go to hell. And salvation is being is being truly saved and um, stepping into relationship with God. Well done. Good job. Good job. Soon he's going to take over here. Um, Great, raising up, raising up the next generation. <laughs> awesome, thank you, my boy. Proud of you. Um, so we, I'm going to just also put it in my way. We've seen that repentance, repentance goes before salvation. And repentance normally happens when you have a real a revelation moment where you go, shucks, I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And you realize that that Savior is Jesus. And there's nothing else that can save you. Until you have that moment of realization, you are not in relationship with God. Salvation is the joyous state of having been saved by God through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross and His resurrection. Whereby grace, through faith in Jesus, after making a decision that I turn away from my old self and in, in the direction of eternal, sorry, after making a decision that I turn away from my old self and the direction of eternal death I was heading into and I turn to life and life in abundance and where I gain access to the fullness of who God made me to be, what His purposes for my life is and where there is healing and wholeness from my past. Does that make sense? Do I need to read it again? Salvation, this is an important word I put in there. Salvation is the joyous state. There's a prayer from David in Psalm 51 where he says, Restore to me the joy of my salvation. Those of us who had a real encounter with God when we became saved, there's a joy that's inexpressible that comes along with that. And sometimes we, we lose that along the way. And that's why I think we, that's why I prayed it last week for us as well, that we will, that God will restore the joy of our salvation. Have you ever met a Christian who looks like 
they, their milk was stolen. You're like, yes, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. Peace be upon you. I'm like, I don't want what you have. <laughs> but when you meet someone who really truly knows what God has done, what they have been saved from, and where they are going, and they carry that joy inside of them, you're like, man, what are you on? I want some. And like, I'm on the gospel. It's a new kind of high. <laughs> but that we should be shining with joy, right? Amen? Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. When we are weak, He is strong. So, if, But if we don't know those scriptures and speak them over our lives, then we will look like death heated over. And no one wants that. Sometimes we need to tell our faces, hey, you're a Christian. Yeah? No, deep in my heart, you know, I love Jesus. Okay, can your face show it to us? A little uncomfortable, all right? We saw last week that Jesus' very name, Yeshua, means the Lord who saves, or the Lord of my salvation. It's in His very name. It's in who He is. We saw the importance of knowing how dire our situation is before repentance and salvation. And if we don't think we need saving, we will just drift along into hell, blissfully unaware what we are heading for. And we saw that we do, we do not determine how repentance and salvation works. We don't determine that. We're not in charge. He is in charge. And we saw that we step into a kingdom, not a democracy. There's a king over this domain. And we need to submit to his will. And we need to have a moment where we count the cost. As Jesus said, you need to count the cost before you step into a relationship. So, we're going to head into our message for today, which is a continuation for, on salvation from last week. And today we'll focus more on the amazing truth about who we become and what it means on the other side of repentance, or what is on the other side of repentance and salvation. Amen? Are you excited? The title today is Born to be Child. So those of you who are my age and maybe a bit older, you would remember a song called Born to be Wild. Anyone know that song? Okay. I checked out the music video. It's just a bunch of guys on these fat boys try riding on the road. I think the band was named Steppenwolf or something. But that song was huge, and I remember hearing it a lot as a, as a, as a teenager even. And as I was preparing for today... Um, I just felt God said to me, today we need to focus on the fact that when we repent and get saved, this is so important to know, that we become ch children of God. So we, we used to be born to be wild. We were born into sin. We were born into a broken world, and things happened. Romans, we've heard earlier in some of the other sermons, I read the passage from Romans where it says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Amen? And I, I remember saying to you, if you don't believe that people are born into sin, just ask any parent. <laughs> Your children don't come out doing everything right. <laughs> so we are born to be wild, but then when we encounter Jesus, we have this chance where we can be born to be child, his child. <laughs> Our main scripture that we're going to focus on today, and I, you may remember from last week, I, I had a bunch of scriptures I didn't get to. I'm going to try again to get to them today. But the main focus today is to get to this 
these verses in 1 John 5 and to, to help us really get this, that once we are in salvation, once we are saved, that we are children of God. And what does that mean? What does it look like? How does it translate into our daily lives? Amen? All right, 1 John 5 from verse 1. It says, whoever, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. If you believe Jesus is the Christ, you are born of God. And everyone who loves him, who begot, also loves him, who is begotten of him. Okay, now that sounds a little bit higher grade English, I understand. I'm going to read you that same thing. It's not on the board. I'm just going to read it to you from New Living Translation. Makes it a bit easier. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. So that begot, he begot, he has other children. So it says that if we are his children, we love him and we love his other children. Amen? You don't sound too excited about that. Yay, let's love other people. <laughs> Come on. Yes, thank you. All right, let's continue. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments. And His commandments are not burdensome. His commandments are not difficult. How many Christians have you spoken to that say, yes, it's tough to be a Christian. It's all these rules, you know. This verse tells us it's not burdensome. So if we think it's burdensome, who's wrong? We'll get into that. For whatever, listen to this. This is the crux of today. Because I can preach on this, these few verses for a long time. But I want to try and focus. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. What is our next foundation? Faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. John is making sure that we get his point. He's repeating these things over and over again. Who is he who overcomes the world? How many of you want to overcome the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Now here's a question. What is the world? Amen. Okay, we'll get into that just now. So what we see here is that we are born of God and therefore we are children of God. Okay, now keep in mind, this, there was a repentance moment, a turn to God moment, and we stepped into salvation. Amen? Now we are, this, the Bible says, a child of God. Now I want you to just take you to another verse for a moment. We're going to briefly step out of 1 John and we're going to go to Romans 8, verse 28 to 30. And we know... That for those who love God, that for those who love God, we just read about, if I'm born of God, I love God, I love His people. All things work together for good. Sometimes we stop reading there and we're like, yeah, you know, we want all things together to work for good. But there's a very important word there. Those who love God. What does loving God mean? We did a whole sermon on that. Go listen to it. For, the, <laughs> for those who are called according to His purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to 
the image of his son. That's huge. In order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Do you see that, that Jesus was the firstborn? And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. I love this scripture. It tells us who we are. But do you see that it is founded in the birth in God? We are born of God. And who was the first one born of God we see in the scripture? It was Jesus. He is the firstborn among many brothers. Who's the many brothers? It's us, the sons of God. And when we say sons of God, it's not a gender-specific statement. It is who we are in Christ. It's how the Bible, the Bible describes it. There's really Bible. That descri- uh. 1 John 5, verse 10 to 13. He who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar. Because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his son. And this is the testimony. That God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have life. Do you hear that? He who does not have the son of God does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may. Why did he write it? That you may know that you have eternal life. He's trying to encourage us. Say, listen, you have the Son, so you have eternal life. And that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Why do you think it's necessary for him to say, you need to continue to believe? Is it possible maybe for us? To stop believing in the power of his name. Let's go to 1 John 5, 18 to 20. We know that whoever is born of God, listen to this. (laughs) We know that whoever is born of God, in other words, a child of God now, does not sin. But he who has been born of God keeps himself and the wicked one does not touch him. Yo! What a promise. We know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. The whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. But we, the children of God, God, born of God, we are not. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding. That we may know Him who is true. And we are in him who is true, in his son Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Yo, this is powerful. Belief in Jesus Christ as the son of God is what brings us to salvation. Salvation, being born again, is to be born of God. You remember Jesus' conversation with Nicodemus in John 3. I talked about it recently as well. But many of you may know that, and if you've watched the, the Chosen series, you, you may have seen this beautiful, uh, they really made this, this scene so powerful, where Jesus speaks to Nicodemus. For those who don't know, Nicodemus was, a, it was the Pharisee at the time. 
hy was een skrifgeleerde van die skrifgeleerdes, and he knew that something was different about this Jesus, and he snuck out in the middle of the night to talk to him, and Jesus said to him, if you are not born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God, and you cannot enter the kingdom of God. And then Nicodemus said, how will I be born again? Will I go back into And Jesus was like, I want to tell you heavenly things, but you don't even understand the earthly things that I'm telling you. You remember that? When a child is conceived in human terms, it's from a father's seed and a mother's egg. We know that from biology. If you missed it, sorry for the spoiler alerts. <laughs> now, I want you to just think of that. There's the seed and there's the egg that come together and creates life. Life begins at conception. Amen? Amen? Amen. Thank you. Now, with that in mind, I want you to listen to this scripture in, in terms of, uh, from a spiritual perspective, 1 Peter 1 verse 22 to 25. Peter says, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. We can once again see the connection between being a son of God and loving other Christians. It's very important. But listen to this. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God who lives and abides forever because all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers and its flowers fall away. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word by which the gospel was preached to you. Born of God. God fathers us through his incorruptible seed. The seed is his word. What or who is the word? Jesus is the word. How did Mary conceive Jesus? The very word. The Holy Spirit who comes from the Father. What did Mary have? She had an egg. What did the Father bring? His incorruptible seed. I didn't write this down. God just showed me this. I'm telling you as I'm hearing it. <laughs> this is... Yo, Jesus. Jesus. Man, if we could get this. <laughs> he gave his son. He fathered him as the firstborn of many brothers in the womb of Mary. It was a physical thing, but also obviously a massive spiritual thing. But listen to this. If you believe in the word of God, the word is Jesus. What happens? That seed is planted in you. And, and, and we become incorruptible as well. 
We were born into this world wild, sinful, corruptible, of corruptible seed. And some of us, unfortunately, may have had earthly fathers who were corrupt or corrupted or corruptible, and they passed on genetic things as well, whatever it may be, or they were just bad fathers. But I want you to know, this word is so powerful. This word is so powerful. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. But the word of the Lord, and now, okay, now this is the word by which the gospel was preached to you. <laughs> I'm hoping you're getting this. I'm struggling to properly convey this. But it's so important for us to realize that being born of God, there is something that happens in your spirit, man. It is not just putting up your hand and saying, yes, Jesus, I believe in you. There is something powerfully spiritual that happens in the inside of who we are that has to show on the outside. If it doesn't, then we are either trying to do it in our own strength or we are just not saved. And we need to make sure that we work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Whoa. Jesus is the word. He is the gospel, the good news. John 1, we read, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And then he became flesh and dwelt among men. He is the word. Sure. Now, I want to go, you don't have to put it up again, but I'm going to go through these scriptures that we just read and I want, to, I want us to really grab a hold of this. 1 John 5, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves him, who begot, also loves him, who is begotten of him. I'll say the easy part again. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. The love of our fellow believers is a message on its own. But I hope that you see how important the connection is. Obedience to God and love for our fellow Christians is part of being born again. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. For, the, for this is the love of God. This is also the verse where our church's name comes from. Love key. The, the key to salvation is the revelation of how much God loves us. And the key to living the life He has for us is to love Him back. For this is the love of God, loving him back, that we keep his commandments. Jesus says in John 14 verse 15, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Not my suggestions, my commandments. What did he command them? Love God, love people. Love God, love people. What do we see here? If I'm born of God, I will love the other people that he also begot, that he also made. Amen? For whatever is born of God... This is a promise, guys. Whatever, in the beginning he says, whoever, then he says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. What does Jesus say in one of the Gospels? He says, in this life, in this world, you will have trouble. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, for in me you will have peace. For I have overcome the world. What is he? The Word. He is the word that is planted in you as a seed. What does this say? What is our victory? It's our faith. 
over the world. Jesus has overcome the world. If we believe in him, he, be, he becomes part of who we are. He plants a seed of his good news and we become a new being. Then we are as he is. He is the firstborn of many brothers. We are his brothers. So we are, he, we have him inside of us so we can live the same way. We can overcome the world. Amen. Is this sinking in somewhere? Thank you, Jesus. This part of the room, that's very loud. But <laughs> Yo, this is good. Romans 8, 28 to 30. And we know that, uh, let me get to the part that's good. In order that we might be the firstborn. Of, okay, well, I've said that already. 1 John 5 from verse 10. Um, I want to get to the part that says testimony. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. Boom, drop the mic. That's the end of it. You either have the Son or you don't have the Son. You're either heading for hell eternally or heading for heaven eternally. There's no in-between. There's no in-between. Yes, they might be stepping in, saying yes to Jesus, and then kind of halfway stepping back and compromising a little bit. But you will actually then experience a bit of that hell on earth because you will always be torn in two. I've been there. I've done that. I know what it feels like. It's horrible. But when you totally surrender, when you totally step into that fullness of, yes, Jesus, my life is yours, that's when things miraculously start happening and changing. And you can go through a really tough time, but have joy. You can have it feels like life's hitting you with so many storms at the same time, but you have peace. Why? Because he who believes in the Son will overcome this world. The one who has already overcome this world. Amen? Come on, this is good, people. Woo! 1 John 5, verse 18. We know that whoever is born of God does not sin. Now, I know, and I went back, in 1 John 1, he says, the same writer says, if you say you don't sin, you are a liar. So I was like, well, how do you put these two together? In 1 John 1, he's getting to this point. He's starting out by speaking to those who don't believe. He's telling us that we need to realize before salvation, you are a sinner. And if you say you're not, then you're a liar. But now he's saying, if you are born of God, if you are in the family, if you've now been born of incorruptible seed and you're a new person, a new creation in Christ, then you don't sin anymore. Does that mean you will never sin again? This is a, a tough one to understand, right? Because now when I sin, I go, what happened? What, is this not true? I believe that what John is trying to tell us is that in Christ with the incorruptible seed of God in us, now being born of God, our true identity is that we are no longer sinners. That is who we are in Him. And we need to know that if we do sin as newborn believers, we need to know that there's grace. We need to know that we can run to the Father and repent, and He will forgive us. That's also from 1 John uh, 1, that He says that. That He's faithful to forgive. But, if you've been listening well to these messages, you'll know that it's not a, ah, yeah, I'm sorry, I messed up again. No, it's a deep, sorrowful realization that oh, I sinned against the Father who gave me new life. I am sorry. And you repent and you don't do it again. 
And if you keep on struggling with a specific thing, you ask for help. And there will be people like us to help you. Amen? Sure. This is so powerful. I see we're out of time and I'm sure many of you have lunch plans with your mom. So I don't want to keep us too long. But I, I still had many scriptures <laughs> to read to you. But I think God has already spoken so clearly to us today. And we have enough to, to just go pray about and, and think about. And um, you see, the joy of the Lord... Those of you who can't hear online, the kids are going wild. They're not born to be child yet. We're getting there. I'm kidding. Um, Yo. Okay. I think we need to take a moment and just reflect and respond to what we've heard and what the, the Word of God has spoken to us. So if you will please stand. And I want us each to have a, a personal moment with God. Let's close our eyes and... Just focus on Jesus. Just focus on the author of life. The one who holds everything together. The one who created you, each and every one of us, in a specific, beautiful way, for a very specific, beautiful reason. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I had so much fun in your presence today. I'm still having fun. It is great to be your son. I am so grateful and overwhelmed by your goodness and your grace. I'm so overwhelmed by the power of your word. As I experienced today, I, you know, I'm reading your word and I'm making notes and then you just show up in such a powerful way and show us something <laughs> that only you can show us. I thank you, Father, that we can know that if we truly repent and we truly step into relationship with you, we can know that we are born of God and we are a child of God, a son of God, a daughter of God. And that means that we can overcome this world. We can live free with the knowledge that we carry heaven with us that we are now seated in heavenly places, that we have authority in the name above every other name. When we speak, when we pray, when we move, we know that you are with us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we look at our world. We look at our nation. We look at what's going on and it feels like things are falling apart. It, it seems like Things are going from bad to worse in many places. But at the same time, Lord, I see there's good things happening. People's lives changing and coming to you. And Lord, my prayer this morning is that you will touch each and every one of our hearts and spirit beings in this moment. Those online, those here right now, those listening later, that you will speak to them right now. Reach deep into this, the deepest part of who they are and just minister to them. Love them. Show them who you really are. I want to cancel every uh, religious idea that is not of you. Every 
um, veil of tradition and cultural issues that, that may still be holding people back from, from really experiencing who you truly are. I would just cut all those things off right now in the name of Jesus. And I ask you, Lord, that you'll open up the eyes of our understanding so that we can see you for who you really are, that we can understand what really happened on the cross, what really happens when we say yes to you and no to ourselves. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, right now. Just minister to people right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. If you are here today online and you've had an encounter with the living God, like I believe some of you have had, with every eye closed, I just want to ask, if you want to choose today for the first time to follow Jesus, I want to ask you to just lift up your hand. Show it, show it to us. You want to say yes to Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. I want to follow Jesus today for the rest of my life. I want to make Him Lord of my life. Anyone, online or here, just put up a hand. Say, that's me. Thank you, Jesus. If that's you, I want you to just pray after me. Lord Jesus, today I choose to make You Lord of my life. Lord, I realize that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. And that you are the Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you for dying for my sins on a cross. Today I accept you as the Lord and Savior of my life. And I declare and decree that from this day forward, I will, not, I will do your will and not my will. Thank you, Jesus, that I can be part of your family Thank you that I can be born of you and know that I am your child from this moment on. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, I thank you for every, every person that made that prayer and decision. And I pray that you will bless them, strengthen them, and guide them. And Lord, if, if there are any areas of our lives where we are not living in the complete fullness of this truth that you've shared with us today, I pray that you will help all of us to do that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Church, I want to ask you to walk out here today with the knowledge that you are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. That He loves you so much. That you are part of His kingdom. That you have a call on your life. That when you wake up and you open your eyes and you start moving, you're doing it for something so much more than just surviving. We are called to thrive in the kingdom of God and bring it wherever we go. I want to challenge you in a good way to do that every day and to always remind your face that you are a Christian. Because none of you here put up your hands when I made that invitation. So it means that you either decided not to follow Him or you are following Him. And then I want to see it on your face and I'm going to keep you accountable. Keep each other accountable as well. If you wake up in the morning and your wife is like, hey, See if you, I'm kidding. We all first need to have a cup of coffee, right? And then, yeah. But thank you so much uh, for coming. Thank you for being part of our family. Thank you for everybody online. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, we'll see you next week. If you want to stay behind and have some fellowship with us, have some coffee, please do so. I know that some of you have um, Mother's Day lunches planned. I hope those go well. And, uh, and once again, happy Mother's Day. Woo-hoo! 
Uh, we love you and appreciate you. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Key Church message of the week. We trust that you found that encouraging, inspiring, hopefully challenging in a good way and that you will come back next week to listen again. Please remember to like, follow and subscribe and to share this with other people if you find that it is uplifting, encouraging and inspiring to you. May God bless you and keep you and make His face shine upon you and your family. Bye-bye.